So good morning from Travel Daily's Inspiring Women in Travel Asia. This is Caroline Tapkin, and I'm joined today by Captain Zeff, who is in Malaysia. So good afternoon, Captain Zeff. Um, thank you for joining us today. And why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay, my name is Zephina. I've been um, a commercial pilot for the last 16 years in a local airline in Malaysia. Um, I've been, uh, my journey has been from basically from zero to hero for me, how I would describe it. I started off uh, in the, from the ad, from the arts background and I got myself to enroll myself in a totally different background, which is flying. I have two elder brothers who are also flying. My dad used to be a police pilot, which he retired. So um, my journey as a pilot, I started off as a co-pilot. So I had the one bar and then the two bar and then a three bar. And eventually after eight years, I got myself to be equipped as a commander. So we had to go through the whole uh, exam, the, the requirement of all the interviews and uh, the checks in the simulators. And here I am after 16 years. <laughs> well, congratulations. But hang on a minute. You said you're originally arts background yes that's right so what on earth how how did you make that transition um it's quite interesting because i've i've always been very uh, intrigued by something uh how do i call it i always like challenge i i don't like to to to, to be given something that um okay you do this and i can do it i, I like to find something that i find oh i it, this is very impossible but i'm going to try because that, is, that's a, that has always been my character. I cannot do something, I will find my means and my ways to get into it. So when I was in school, I've always wanted to be someone successful. Like um, I initially, I wanted to be a doctor. But when I went back to school and I got all the signatures to get into university and the teacher was like, come on, let's be realistic. Because in school, I was so naughty. I didn't do any like homework. You know, teachers were like having problems with me because I never was interested in school. But I remember what my teacher said, and she said to me, come on, let's be realistic. Those words were burning in me. And I told myself, I'm going to prove not only to the world, but I'm going to prove to myself that I can be somebody. So at the point when I was in university for a year, my brother was already in flying school. And I just looked through his notes and I, was, I, find, I find it so puzzling because I'm like what is this this is so interesting you know you've got the calculations the tangent uh, the square feet and all this I'm like oh my god this is so interesting I need to get into it so that was how I, I initially picked up my interest in flying but I didn't really fall, fall in love in flying until I actually get into the real aircraft during flying days and training days that I absolutely fall in love with it that, so, yeah. that's very interesting because you so you were not really a good student in school no you didn't was, get the fire I, and the drive until later yeah, I never was interested in school for me um it, it didn't really relate to me what we were learning in school and I felt like I don't know what am I doing so I, I didn't know the point of doing it so that's why there was no drive in it but the moment I got out of school and I tell myself what am I going to do I need to do something I want to be somebody just so happened my brother was in flying school so I kind of hop on the journey together with him 
and eventually find out that I actually love this thing. Maybe it's in the family and maybe it's in the blood. What age so, yeah. were you when you started that? Sorry? What age were you when you started I, I started flying. Okay, I started flying with the company when I was 21, when I got my job. So two years before that, um, 19, I was already in flying school. 17 to 18, I was in uh, university for a year. Mm-hmm. Even then, I was so rebellious. I used to park my car in the um, principal's location. I did all kinds of things when I was young. I was absolutely naughty. I was absolutely rebellious. Um, I, I just like drive. You know, I just like something that, that increases my adrenaline. So, so if you're not yeah. challenged and there's no meaning to it, you don't Correct. get anywhere. Yes, that's, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, that gives parents and ch- and kids hope that if yeah. they weren't successful in school, you know, they can still achieve something monumentous um, oh, if they have the drive afterwards. Absolutely. So how, me, diffi- how difficult was it to get into flying school? Um, well, basically, because I was from the arts background, they just gave me an exam and they told me 75 was my passing mark. And they say if you do not, uh, if you're not successful in this you cannot proceed with the, uh, you know, the whole course. So I went back, I was studying, I was going through this principle, that principle, the Bernoulli's theorem, all kinds of things I was trying to understand. And uh, that time there was, there was, you know, YouTube was not really a sensation. I didn't really know where to get the information from, but <clears throat> I, just, I just went through books. I was discussing with my dad. I was discussing with my brothers. And eventually I just went for it and I got 76. <laughs> so I was oh, like, "Woo! This is fine for me." <laughs> Let's how long did you have to study? Sorry, how long did they give you to study that? Uh, they they only gave me like three days. Three days? Yes, they told me do it or too bad. You you can't do it. <laughs> so from so a non from a non physics background, you passed the exam yes. in three days. Yes. Wow, that takes dedication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, physics, physics for me, I mean, at that point, it made a lot of sense. So maybe that's why it kind of helped me a lot. Unless you, you give me something that like, oh, ad maths or something. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I really need to look into this. But I guess the, the physics aspect of flying makes a lot of sense, even in our everyday life. So it was, it was easy to absorb because I like to make sense of things. Mm, okay. So, yeah. All right. So once you pass the exam, what was the next step? The next step was to get through private pilot license so basically you have to go through several papers and then um, then they will take you to flying so flying would have to be completed for 45 hours on a single engine aircraft that will be with the instructor and then you'll be given like solo flights and you have to you know um, fly on your own sometimes during daytime sometimes during nighttime once you completed that then the next step will be commercial pilot license which you have to go through the exam as well. <clears throat> and um, the flying will be 165 hours of flying. Uh, same, with the instructor or alone, you've got to like, accumulate your flying hours. After which that is completed, then we go to ATPL, which is Airline Transport Pilot License. So we have six papers that is from the UK. And it is so, for, for, for us, it's really difficult, not because the, of the English or whatever, but the, the questions are really difficult. And your passing mark is always 75. And you have six, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, six papers at that time. 
and we had to get through every single subject, you know, basically with flying colors. And then you get, you have to get through 35 hours of twin engine, whereby you fly two twin two uh, engine aircraft, and then you go through the exams, and then they will, you know, you have to get access. I mean, you, you will be assessed, and then you will get, you know, your certificate. That's when you have your um, commercial pilot license with a uh, frozen airline transport pilot license. With that, you can apply for a job in, 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 in wherever you're local at. Then the journey begins. <laughs> yeah. But you, you obviously passed all of that. Um, how, yep. how many women, how many girls were there with you? Um, with me... During my batchmate, I, there was one lady, there was one girl with me. Um, we were all private students. Mm. So the, the cadets, uh, they were like, I think about two girls at that time. And two, uh, two batches, two private batches before me, there were three girls. So I think there's only about like three, four, five, six, seven of us. That's it at that time. At that time. And has that changed very much now? Yes, uh, I, I, to be honest, I made um, a, a visit to the Malaysian Flying Academy and um, I was amazed, you know, I was walking around the, 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 along, along the, the pathway and I kept on looking at girls like walking were like, wow, that is so nice to see that, you know, they are, they, the girls are actually in, you mm. know, not as, you know, not like, like how it used to be last time. It's very rare to see like when they see girls like, oh, girl, female pilot, like, are you sure? Are you sure? You know? How challenging was it for you? Um, I would say it was pretty challenging because um, I, like I said, I came from a very different background. So it took me two times more the effort to make sense of the subjects that we were studying. So I had to dig deeper. I had to um, uh, memorize a few things. I had to understand more some of the things didn't really make sense to me but it, it was pretty challenging in flying school yes because you have because the passing mark is so high 75 is, that is just a passing mark that's not even an A so I would come back from flying school because our classes would be like from uh, 9 to 5 every day Monday to Friday so immediately after I come back I will take a shower I will do my prayers and I will just study until like 10 o'clock and then I hit the bed Every day is a repeat like that. That so takes dedication. Determination, determination, determination. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Where did you get your strength from to do all of that? To be honest, I would say it, it was my own drive to become somebody. It was my own drive to be able to assist my family members. Um, I, it was my own drive to feel what it feels like to have more monetary freedom, you know, mm -hmm. not to say that, you know, we were suffering, uh, you know, monetary wise, we were okay, but I wanted to feel more of it. I wanted to know what it feels like to be ease, to have the freedom. So my drive was always, I want to make better of my life. I want to get somewhere because I want to improve the state of my life. So just so happened, you know, flying clicked. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Who inspired you along the way? Along the way, I would say my brother. 
because he was the one who first started playing. Um, he, he, he gave me the hope that if he can do it, I can do it. I did not see it as, a, oh, he's a guy, I'm a girl, that means I'm less capable. For me, it's like, he can do it. I can definitely take up the challenge. So he initially inspired me to, to push myself. But it was my dad, my dad's character, my dad's discipline, my dad's um, mentality that got me to maintain my path in this journey. Because my dad is really, really disciplined. Mm. And sometimes he would talk to me and he would tell me, you know, things like, um, what is the problem? You know, put your mind to it. Whatever you want to achieve, you can. Put your mind to it. Work hard. You don't want to be like the people out there who don't work hard, who, who end up, you know, at, at the age of 30 years old, being nothing, having nothing in your life. You're going to look back and you're going to be like, what did you do with your time? Think, think. He's always telling me, think. Make good use of your time. He's very tough on me, you know. So he treats me like, like I'm his son, you know. Even my mom, she treats me like that. Like sometimes I feel like, mom, I'm your daughter. Can you stop? I'm not your son, you know. I know you have like two sons, but I'm your daughter. And then they go like, oh, okay. Because I'm always the one who's, who's handling the, the, the family affairs. I'm always the one who's like managing the stuff in the house. So they sometimes they forget like, I'm a girl. I have emotions. My emotions are different from my brothers. You know, you guys got to cool down a little bit, but they, they, they are really tough on me in a good way they push me they forget that i'm a girl so that is how i become driven I, I i have a strong personality because of that because they don't treat me like oh you're a girl you know i'm, I'm gonna like love you no they go like do it you know if you want something go get it i'm not gonna sit down here and like oh how are you feeling your emotion no 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 forget all that you're not gonna get all that things you know Which for me if you want it you have de- you have decided that you want to do it do it that's it. Get on with it. Yeah, get on with it. What's mm-hmm. the hardest thing you've had to face? <clears throat> hardest thing I've had to face, basically, um, when during the transition of being from a co-pilot to become a captain, it wasn't easy. Um, we had to go through so many interviews. Um, um, I, I didn't make through the first interview. Uh, it was you know, quite tough because of the questions that they were asking was a little bit challenging for me. So, and then, um, yeah, eventually I got through the interview and then it was the, the uh, simulator and then the training, the checks, the exams, the exams, the exams, and then the whole line training during flying. So that was pretty challenging for me throughout the career. But after a while, like even after the training stopped with the instructors, now I'm on my own as a captain flying with a co-pilot who is supposedly less experienced than me. So I, it's my responsibility. I have to make the call. I have to be responsible for my decisions. This is when I learn. This is actually when I train myself and teach myself indirectly. So after a while, I develop um, you know, my mental strength in that way. And I learned to, to work my way around safety, safety aspect. Like, for example, if they want something at, at this particular margin, I make sure I give myself room so that I can, I can manage any situation whereby if something that happens out of my hands, I'm able to think and execute, you know, uh, something that can come back with it. So, yeah. That's how, how do you find working with the other male pilots and... Is it very, is it an accepting environment? 
Um, well, to be honest, initially, uh, when I flew, when, when, when we just got into the company, it wasn't uh, very easy because they were not used to flying with female pilots. Mm. Uh, sometimes they, w- they would get really excited, like, oh my God, she's a female pilot. But sometimes they'd be like, Mm, I, you know, I, I see ladies as either my wife or my daughter or my sister. I don't see them as a colleague. So I guess it took a lot of adjustment for the whole community to move into that direction. But to be honest, where I am today, it really doesn't make a difference because, you know, you've been long in the industry. Everybody knows who you are. You know, you know, you know, you know, you've made your name and people, people, you know, the generation these days, they, they really don't care mm. whether you're a guy, you're a girl, you can do the job, kudos on you, you know? So it's not much of a problem now, but those times, yeah. Yes, yes, sure. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received? Ever received? Um, well, to be honest, I'm not so much of someone who talks to people for advice, but I, I always, um, for me, my strongest, uh, the, the strongest thing that I have is my connection with my prayers. So I believe that along the way, I get a lot of advice and guidance through my prayers. That is the one thing that, 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 that I hold on to that kept me going when, even when I feel like I want to quit because I've always had that connection. See, when you have a connection with something that is stronger, that is more powerful, you don't lose faith. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things open up for you in ways that you can never imagine. And ease opens up for you in ways that you can never imagine. But it, it, it comes with, you need to work for it. Then it, it comes. You cannot just sit back, relax, enjoy the rest of the fight and expect everything to just go your way. So <clears throat> I've always, like I said, my family is, it's, it's very tough. We don't really have these conversations whenever we sit down and talk about things and stuff. So it's, it's always me who advise myself. It's always me who evaluate, take a step back and think, um, how can I handle this? What can I do to improve myself? This and that. And I, sometimes I will get, I will get answers to, through my prayers, through dreams, through talking to people. So yeah. I believe the best advice that you can receive is the advice that you can give yourself because you know yourself and you trust yourself and you know where you are at. Sometimes people can say in a lot of things like do this, do that, this is how you go about, this is how you, but it doesn't, some, it doesn't sometimes jive with what you're feeling. That's what I feel. So yeah, the best advice is your own advice. Talk to yourself, spend time listening and asking what do you want in your life? Mm, that's great advice. If yeah. there's anything you could have changed in your journey there, what would it be? Nothing. Nothing you would have everything, done differently? No, everything in my journey has made me who I am today. If it is not for the, the, the backlash, the scolding, the instructors given, the hard times that some of the pilots, you know, sometimes you have problems or, you know, um, the simulator exams the um you know um, the whole i was in i was actually posted in Jeddah for one year we were doing charter flights for saudi airlines at that time it was so tough to get by but when i think about it now i'm like thank god because i gained so much of experience 
in that span. So I would not change anything because everything that you are today is because of what has happened in the past. So if you can conclusively take it in a positive way, then you can say, safely say that there's nothing you want to change. Mm-hmm. It, it, the journey was meant for you to be who you are and I accept it and I became the best version of who I am. So, yeah. Yeah, the ability to learn from your experiences and to treat it at all as a learning curve is a fantastic strength yeah. to have. Yeah, that's right. So what's in the future for you? Well, I have no idea. The, the COVID has really changed our mindset and mentality. Um, you know, we were on, you know, we, we, we didn't really fly for two years. <clears throat> and I was on furlough for a good five months before I got back to flying. So that time that was given to us, we had, I mean, basically before furlough, we were flying, you know, nonstop, on, off, on, off. And we didn't really have much time to think about life, think about things, think about what we're feeling, think about who we are. So in that two years span, uh, I really thought about, you know, having to live life, having to enjoy, uh, you know, the time that I have. So I really don't know. For me, it's like, okay, maybe, you know, I want to fly for a couple more years. Maybe I would say five to 10. And then maybe I will, you know, venture out something different. I don't know what it is yet, to be honest, because I feel like there's nothing else I can do in this world but flying. But, you know, it's always, you know, for me right now, this is my passion. So I will just go with the flow, get on with it and utilize my skill for as long as I can. And if you have your eyes open, something will always present itself at the time it's supposed to. That is so true. Sometimes you look for something and it's not there. Mm. Sometimes it just presents itself. So, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And what, what aircraft are you flying now? Um, Sorry? Was it yeah. difficult to get back into flying after being furloughed and, and everything? To be honest, after being furloughed, I was scared. I had feeling me like I do it was the first time that I started flying I because you know when you when when I was in furlough everyone went through a different uh, you know feeling uh, we were at the lowest point of our life I, some pilots really had the opportunity to start business uh, good on them but some pilots like me I, I, I didn't know what to do I was I was actually um, sad looking at myself wondering is that it? Like, I've always been driven, but what happened to me now? I, I have no clue whatsoever. So when I came back to flying, I was a little bit vulnerable because I felt like, oh, uh, you know, can I do this? Can I do that? I, I lost faith in, I didn't even know who I was even at one point. Like, who am I? Because without flying, I'm nothing. And I'm on furlough now. You know, what's going to happen in the future with this COVID and stuff is so uncertain. So it was, it was quite frightening for me for a month. But I pushed through and it's been, uh, I would say, three, four, about six months since we, we come out of furlough and today feels like normal again. <laughs> Everything is okay. Fantastic. It's been a very difficult two years for many people, hasn't it? For so many oh, different yeah. reasons. But right. Yes, I can totally understand where you're coming from. So yeah. what, are you, what are you flying now? Right now, I'm flying the Airbus 320. Um, yeah, it, it fills up for 180 passengers at one time. 
So yeah, we fly around the Asian region. We go up to four hours 30 max. We also go to Indonesia, China, Bangladesh, India, uh, to name a few. Um, but we haven't started international flights as of mm. yet. The borders are said to be reopened in uh, 1st of April. But there are still some countries that are not opening their borders. So I, I guess it's going to just be a slow start. But at least there is something, you know. Yes, yes. And there's a huge yeah. demand from people to travel again. So once yes, it yeah. all opens up, I think you'll be very busy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll be very busy. Yeah, you're right. So as we wrap up here, what advice would you give to girls, um, particularly girls, mm-hmm. in school or coming out of school and not sure of what they want to do or where they want to go? What, what sort of advice would you give to them? I would say, first and foremost... Um, ask yourself what you're passionate about. Sometimes uh, you don't know what you want to do. So if you are passionate about something, try to look into that direction and see what jobs that you can find that that can bring you success. And success doesn't necessarily mean monetary-wise. It's it's also happiness because the world has changed. Uh, These days, people even want to be YouTube stars. Of things that I never heard back, you know, when I was when I was doing my, my, my course. So for me, the advice would be whatever you want to do, put your mind to it. Never take no for an answer. Never listen to people saying this and that about you. If you believe it, just go for it. Block your ears to the world and just focus and just hit on. For me, that is the only advice because you can achieve anything you want in this world. It's just a matter of whether you want to put your mind to it or not, whether you want to want, whether you want it bad or not. So that's that's my only advice. And it's never that was too the late. only advice. Sorry. And it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late to change. It's never too late to learn, unlearn, relearn everything. I was like, like I said, in school, I was so naughty. I didn't even, you know, teachers would have a problem with me. But look at where I am today. <laughs> So exactly. it, it really boils down to what you want in your life. Ask yourself, what do you want in your life? So you will get it. I think that's fantastic. And you're a fantastic example of, of how you can turn things around and how high you can go. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. That really is an inspirational story and a trailblazer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So thank, thank you so much for interviewing me. <laughs> thank you and best of luck with whatever comes next for you in your life. Thank you so much.